some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. On this week's episode of the Smashcast, I sit down with Predators rinkside reporter Lindsay Rowley. Fresh off of a long road trip, she discusses the road trip that the Predators just finish up where they go one and three, and also the makeup of this team and what it's like covering the Nashville Predators day in and day out and the grind of covering a team for 82 games in a season. As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, on Spotify, and on Stitcher. If you're listening on the Zone podcast feed, this is the Smashcast, our weekly original Predators discussion here on the 104.5 The Zone podcast network. Here we go. In-depth coverage of the Nashville Predators in a 104.5 The Zone digital exclusive. This is the Smashcast with Will Bowling and Mark Howard. Welcome in, everybody. It's episode number three on the Smashcast. Glad you're with us. Glad you have sought out some additional Preds conversation here from your weekend, maybe for your weekend, you name it. But it is good to be back home if you're the Nashville Predators after a couple of rough games to end the CMA road trip here at the beginning of the 2019 season. My name is Will Bowling, your host as always here on the Smashcast. Mark Howard, he's on vacation this week. A well-deserved week off for him. You may be thinking to yourself at this point, hey, the, the Titans are off. The Vols are off. Vanderbilt is not going to make a bowl game. Where do I go next? There's no baseball, unfortunately, uh, for Atlanta Braves fans like myself. It's time to dive into some Nashville Predators discussion. And it's time to... Get ready for a team that has been so much fun to watch in these first couple of weeks. And even in their losses, this team has been a lot of fun. We're going to get to our talk with Lindsey Rowley coming up here in just a moment. As I said in the open, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. We're going to talk road trip. We're going to talk covering a team for 82 games. I wanted to know what that grind was like. Uh, Lindsey has some interesting info on that. And also what it's like to cover a Stanley Cup final. Predators will be hoping to get back to that level, back to that stage this year. But just how unique of an experience was that? Lindsey Rowley of Fox Sports Tennessee is going to tell us that and more. Here's our conversation with the rinkside reporter of the Nashville Predators here on the Smashcast. So joining me for this week's episode here on the Smashcast, Lindsay Rowley does a great job covering the Nashville Predators. You've seen her on the Predators television network. Uh, Lindsay, first of all, welcome back from a long road trip. We were talking <laughs> about you. this before. It seems like uh, the Predators and I imagine yourself have, uh, have forgotten what it's like to be in Nashville right now. <laughs> That's absolutely true. We got back uh, last night about 6 o'clock and with the time difference, of course, felt like 4 o'clock. But, you know, with daylight <laughs> savings, of course, it's dark outside. So it feels like it's 2 in the morning <laughs> when, we're, when we're driving home. But um, definitely not only myself, but I know players, coaches, everybody's very excited to be back in Nashville. What's that like, 
uh, being on the road for so long, and, and Mark Howard and I on this show talked about this last week, that it seems like this Predators team has more long home stands and long road trips than anybody else in the NHL. Uh, it, it is. It's it's crazy. You know, it was um, three time zones in a, about 11 days, and it was um, definitely, I think it, I, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the longest one of the year. So it was also kind of nice to to knock that out. And we were also in great locations, which is does not hurt to be in awesome cities. So um, very fortunate that I get to travel around with the team and be, you know, the only girl on the plane. I, I, get, I think that's a, I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. It's like having 50 older brothers or so at all times. Sure. So even the ones that are younger than me, they feel like they're, they're older brothers. Um, but um, it's really fun. It, it really is. It's a great experience. Um Probably not the way that the guys would have liked the road trip to turn out, sure. but um, you know, there's there's something to be said for the guys going on the road, and they'll tell you this too that they get there's the bonding on the road, and 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 you know to get away from from some of the I guess you could say distractions from home and the pressures of home to be on the road just with your teammates and and get to know them a little bit better and and go to battle I guess. So I, I want to get into uh, some of this road trip, kind of where this team is right now. Also, kind of get to know you a little more here for our yeah. listeners and uh, kind of understand uh, the grind of, of covering a team day in and day out uh, throughout an entire season. But uh, let's start with that road trip. Like you said, it, it has a little bit of a rough finish for, for Nashville after getting the big win uh, over Detroit, that 6-1 win. Um, and as I continue to watch this team, it seems to me, um, uh, from the perspective of someone who's grown up here and has watched this team for a while, that... I don't think there's ever been a Predators team built exactly like this one. No, I totally agree. And I'm sitting there the other night watching the loss to Vancouver and thinking, okay, yes, this team's down by a couple goals, and yes, they've got to battle back, but it seems like this team is never going to be out of it, and this is going to be an entertaining group to watch, and albeit with some kind of young mistakes from the young defensemen and maybe kind of getting some new things worked out defensively. Uh, but offensively, I don't think there's ever been a Preds team quite like this one. No, I totally agree. And I think with the adi- the addition of Matt Duchesne has made all the difference in the world. And obviously we've learned that David Poyle knows what he's doing over the years. Yes, being the, absolutely. The most winningest GM in history. But um, I think I-, I love this team. I-, I think that they're put together really well. I think, of course, David Poyle did a fantastic job. And um, that, like I said, with the addition of Matt Duchesne, I, I agree with you. Uh, offensively, especially looking at our top six, I don't think you can ever say that this group has been out of it. Especially when you talk about just depth in general, I, I just got done saying top six, but I mean the Nick Benino line is a perfect yeah. example. You know they're not top six, and they've been one of the most productive and consistent lines. I, I'd be shocked if Coach Laviolette breaks that line up, sure. uh, even though he's known for breaking lines up mm-hmm. and shaking things, shaking lines up. I really think that that line in particular has has wowed a lot of people, especially with consistency. You know what you're going to get when they're out on, on the ice. Well, we've said on this show, too, that it, when you have a, two lines that are kind of 1A and 1B, yeah. that third line's really like a second line uh, yeah. uh, for a lot of teams. And, and Nick Benino, of course, has, has been unbelievable. Uh, but you touched on Matt Duchesne. And, and to me, it, it's crazy to see that Nashville has become a destination town and, and a destination team for a guy like Matt Duchesne, who uh, has not been shy about saying, look, this was my first choice. You know, this yeah. is the place I've been wanting to come. And how crazy is that, that all of a sudden a hockey team in the South 
uh, can become kind of the it team that free agents like Matt Duchesne want to come to. I think it's absolutely awesome. And, and you're right. It was really interesting to hear him say, you know, this is where I always wanted to be. And, and I think that that makes all the difference in the world. I mean, these guys are professional hockey players, and I'm sure you can ask any one of them that if, if you know, if, if that's their destiny and they get traded, they're going to go and they're going to be a great teammate and they're going to love the city that they're in. But that being said, if there's an actual city that you really want to be in and then you get traded to that, that team, I think it's going to make all the difference in your game and your life um you know matt's family i i think it's awesome that that he was able to come to a city that not only that he wanted to be in but a team that's going to be competing for the cup this year potentially um and that has, has already had so much success this early in the season you talk about missing pieces i mean it, it seems like the duchene piece is what the predators have been missing for so long and and perhaps what the preds thought when they got kyle turris in that big trade a couple of years ago and uh, then, of course, you get Duchesne here and Turris starts playing like the, the Kyle Turris that we knew in, yeah. in in Ottawa as well. Yeah, the depth down the middle was something that a few years ago the Nashville Predators were talking about. And then, of course, you know, the big trade happened and we got Ryan Johansson. And, and that, of course, now he's our number one center. And or I guess you could say 1A, 1B, as, sure. as you said. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Matt Duchesne, Kyle Turris. And those guys have proven that they can also play on the wings, um, Duchesne and Turris. So if Coach LaViolette wants to switch things up. But um, I really like Duchesne. Shane at center. I think he's fantastic. Um, I think that that's obviously where he he's he's used to being. Excuse me. So, um, but I think again, the name of the game is depth, and right now the Nashville Predators have that. It's hard to talk about this team and not start with at least mentioning uh, the power play yeah. and, and the way it's improved. And Dan Lambert has brought together a, a completely different style, a, a new philosophy to this group. How surprised are you that it got going as quickly as it did this season? You know, not really that surprised because you look in years past and it, it, last year, you know, it was one of those things where even Coach Laviolette at the end of the season, I don't know if you remember him in doing his press conference and people asking about the power play and him saying, you know, we really can't put a finger on it. Yeah. You know, we sure. have the we have the tools. We've had people come in. We've had studies done. We've we've talked to other coaches. We've talked to other specialists, and we just couldn't really figure out what the missing piece was. Now, as of right now, it kind of seems like the missing piece was Dan Lambert because because <laughs> he comes along and now the 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 power play is really clicking. And so um, it's I wasn't that surprised because they had those tools last year other than Matthew Shane. Um, and so I, I thought that there was a good chance that there was going to be a successful power play because, I mean, Coach LaViolette and his staff and and David Poyle have proven in the past they know what they're doing. So hiring Dan Lambert, you knew it had to be a good hire. There I don't think are as many grinds as as tough to me than covering a hockey team. Day <laughs> day. I mean, so many games – so many back-to-backs. How do you find that balance between staying in the moment and, and, and I guess, watching the play in front of you and getting storylines from what's going on in front of you, but also it, I would be thinking in the back of my head, oh, gosh, we might have to do this 24 hours later with some of these back-to-backs and some of these home-and-homes <laughs> are, are so tough. Uh, how much of a challenge is that uh, as a broadcaster and as a journalist to continue finding those angles and continue to find the storylines night in and night out. Well, you asked how I find that balance. I don't. Yes, so okay. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sold. I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. No, um, it's a lot of fun. It really is. And I think that's because I enjoy my job so much. I think sure. that's what keeps everything in perspective. And it's never one of those things where I'm dreading going to work or I'm dreading a game or anything like, don't get me wrong. I, me and everybody else, we're not superheroes. We get tired and, <laughs> yeah. and you know, after on that, that final road game, you're kind of like, Oh man, okay. Yeah. We got to get through this game. Nashville's, and then, hey, and then we can 
take a it's breath. <laughs> yeah, we can take a breath and press reset for for a couple days before, which is so nice that the team doesn't play till Saturday, so everybody gets a chance after that road trip to kind of press reset. Um, but no, it is it, it is a grind, and it's one of those things where you really just have to focus on the moment, and that's that's what I always tell myself if I'm ever feeling overwhelmed or I'm thinking, okay, we got a home game and then I got an 11 day road trip, I got to pack, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to eat somewhere in there, <laughs> I, I got to sleep somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, no, I, it's really for me. I try and stay focused on okay what am I what's my next thing that I have to do what's the next interview I have to do what's the next hit I have to do and just focus on that and once that's over okay that's in the back of my mind I'm on to the next thing so um for me if I'm ever feeling overwhelmed I really try I'm a list person also okay. I'm a lot of people on my friends know that about me I am that person that I love making lists and crossing them <laughs> off even if it's something that's silly like okay I'm gonna go to, go to morning skate then I'm gonna pack then I'm gonna do this it just makes me feel better about it so staying in the moment and if I'm ever feeling overwhelmed I, I make a list and remind myself, hey, you're going to get through it just one thing at a time. <laughs> you're, you're much more organized than, than myself. And, and, you know, it, it sounds cliche, too, when, when you tell people kind of you just take it day by day. But yeah, it, I, but it's true. It, it absolutely is. It absolutely. definitely is true. You yeah. got 82 games. There's no other choice. Than to no, take exactly. <laughs> and it is such a cliche. But I mean, sometimes you just have to remind yourself of that, of, of hey, it's it's a long season. It's OK to feel overwhelmed. Give yourself a break. And um, just when you have those moments to either whether it's be alone or spend time with family or friends really enjoy those moments because you don't get a lot of them. Sure. So um, that's my sister lives here in town, which really helps. And so I, I see her a lot. And if I'm ever feeling overwhelmed or just like I need to get away, I, she lives in Germantown. That's far enough away. Yes. I, I go yeah. I go see her and, <laughs> and, and, it, and it helps. And it also helps. I have a dog at home. So someone is there to be excited to see me when I get home and take my mind off of everything for a little bit. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Uh, how fun was it to cover a Stanley Cup final? Oh, Nashville? my gosh. That was a dream come true. Yeah. That has always been a dream of mine um, ever since I've gotten into sports, really, but specifically when I got assigned to hockey. I always thought, I remember day one being like, man, it would be so cool to cover yeah. a cup final. And I'll never forget because Terry Crisp and I were doing those pregame shows, and we would go out on the plaza, and the plaza just being absolutely packed and the big screen being up there, even for home games. Crazy. And I remember just walking out that first game for game one and being like, oh my goodness, I'm covering a Stanley Cup yeah, final. Kinda like, sets in a little bit. <laughs> it kind of, yeah, it hits you. And um, I actually, I think it was game three or four, I got in, I got T-boned on the way oh to the game. Wow. So it was like to add more <laughs> stress. And I remember calling because I was supposed to be on NHL Network before the game. And I, I remember calling my boss, Bob Cole, and being like, I need you to go relay to the NHL Network on the plaza. <laughs> I just got T-boned. I don't think I need to go to the hospital. I ended up going. <laughs> I know. I got. I ended up showing to the up to the arena, oh, and wow. Terry Crispy were having the meeting, and and Crispy goes, um, Lindsay, your feet are black because they were black <laughs> oh, from gosh. like the pedals hitting so hard, and I was like, wow. oh my goodness. So like, I was, but of course, adrenaline takes over in that moment. But it was definitely an unforgettable Stanley Cup final for several reasons. But um, you know, I'm of course broken heart still sure it's still painful Give even even to this day i'm sure i can't imagine if it's painful for me i can't imagine for the guys what it's like yeah. but um still to be able to make it that far and and know what it's like it almost it makes you so much hungrier to sure. experience that again so absolutely. and hey this this year we got the team that absolutely. could go all the way absolutely uh funny story from that too i was i was interning here at the station during that stanley cup final i don't know how i got lucky enough to intern the one summer that the yeah the stanley cup final but we were walking. I was walking James Duthie uh, from from TSN up in Canada up to our our broadcast site, and he kind of looks at me, and I, I'm it was pouring down rain. I'm carrying my orange and white umbrella. I'm clearly just do not belong in the in the Stanley <laughs> Cup final media area. He looks at me and goes, "So, uh, you covering your first Cup final?" 
I was like, uh, yes, you could say that. that yeah. This is probably my first and uh, hopefully not my only, but, you know, the, definitely the first cup final. And, yeah. Um, you know, but Nashville didn't care that, that it was our first kind of chance. No, they thought it was awesome. And, and Nashville, like it does with the NFL draft and with everything, said, okay, how do we make this our own? Yeah. And, and it's still crazy to me hearing the stories of, there's there's never been another Stanley Cup final like it th- than what we put on. Right. Oh, my gosh. The stage and all the people on Broadway. Yeah. And I remember just my daily duties. I remember just looking at them and being like, this is not real life. Like, I have to go announce Alan Jackson onto a stage full of thousands <laughs> of people. Like, that's I mean, how many people can say, hey, I'm a sports reporter. I'm covering the cup final. But I'm also getting to do this. They don't so tell you that in journalism school. <laughs> exactly. So, it, you know, it was it was one of those things that was just like, man, you it's very humbling. And it's one of those experiences where you're like, wow, I am so fortunate. I'm so lucky. And you get done with it. And of course, uh, unfortunately, the loss. But you look back on it and say, wow, that was absolutely unbelievable. I can't believe I got to do that. And again, like I said, it makes you so much more hungry for that mm-hmm. second opportunity because I don't know what Nashville would do. I mean, I mean, it was... I kept thinking the same thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's insane what they did the first time around yeah. and you know they're going to want to one-up it. So mm-hmm. you can only imagine... I mean, shoot, we had... Um, who was it? Luke Bryan playing on the top of yeah, Tootsies that's right. That's right. And, and things like that and just thousands and thousands of people on Broadway and the screen they had set up. And I remember we were sitting in the television truck and that's where we would watch the game, take our notes for the postgame show. And I remember because we got the live feed and then there was a delay, obviously, for okay. the people watching on the plaza and yeah, throughout yeah, yeah. the city. So when there would be a goal, we would all rush outside and you could <laughs> hear the city like cheer wow. for the goal, um, whether it was the bars on Broadway or the plaza or, or and, uh, you know, in the park. You could hear it was so exciting to be able to hear the city cheering for that that goal whenever it was scored. So, man, I, just talking about it right now, it gets me all pumped up for hopefully it's Let's, let's do it again. I let's know, run let's it do back. it again. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it, I've always kind of heard that a a Tuesday night in Bridgestone Arena is a lot like a Saturday night a lot of other places. It is. And, and, and you've been a lot of other places. So I'm curious, h- how accurate is that and what makes Nashville so unique as a hockey environment? You know, it's – I mean – what comes to mind is it's a party. Like, of course, yeah. everybody cares about the game and everybody's so into the game, but they're also there to have fun. And, and you know, everybody does a great job as far as our in-house arena and, and you know, in the playoffs, who's going to sing the national anthem yeah, and, and things like that. And and so just little things like that, I think, really make the evening special for everybody. And you're, you're right. I've been to every arena in the league and Nashville definitely has a unique spin on it. it it's one of the, those ones where you n- never know who's going to show up yeah, and sure. um, which, I mean, you can say that, I guess, about LA and and a couple of different places but Nashville again it's just like a unique spin and nobody quite has a location like it yeah. so i mean you talk about Vegas but even Vegas it's a li- i mean it's on the strip but not you walk out of Bridgestone Arena you are on Broadway you're yeah, yeah you're, there's no that's there's nowhere else you really want to go if you're a tourist or you're you're here for the first time you're you're right there so it definitely has a very unique feel to it uh, the energy um you know you go to a Montreal the church of hockey and it's very quiet and everyone's yeah. No, I shouldn't say not when there's a goal or something course, happens, yeah. <laughs> but when it's it's just five on five play back and forth. Everyone's so focused on the game, and here they're focused on the game, but it's also it, it, everyone's having a good time. You can tell, and and you can hear it. I mean, it's so so loud in Bridgestone Arena, yeah. and you've heard the guys, I'm sure, thousands of times say we have the best fans in hockey, yep. and and I agree. I I think that our fans are absolutely outstanding, and it's just it's a fun environment to to work in, and so I think that says something in in itself that I. I have I enjoy myself every time I come to work, not only because of the team, but also because of the fans and the environment that I get to work in. Sure.
Yeah. Are there any arenas that have, have surprised you a little bit on the road of maybe you didn't expect it to be as big environment as it is? And, you know, maybe it was better than you expected. Um, You know, it's funny. I, I expected it to be good, but I Vegas really blew me away really? when they got okay. into the league. Yeah. And, and I and I thought I knew it was going to be, you know, a show because yeah, it's Vegas. Absolutely. Um, But they they really do a nice job. And it is hands down like as far as the the music and the uh, not not necessarily the fans but the music and the the presentation the loudest Mm -hmm. so um we're always having to put put headsets on and things like that and so and that's not taking anything away from bridgestone arena because it's it's loud but as far as um just like the the show part of it it's definitely that big loud Mm -hmm. show kind of thing um but i think for me you know, New York, the Madison Square Garden always has had a special place in my heart just because I used to live in Manhattan. Yeah, okay. And then um, the city that I really sunk in that I've I've made my dream come true of being a ringside reporter for the Nashville Predators was the United Center. Mm-hmm. So as much as Chicago were that yeah. rival, but I'll never forget being in the United Center and doing that first interview and being like, holy cow. OK, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm where I wanted to be. So that that place will always a little bit be special to me as well. And then I'm from Columbus. I started out covering the Columbus Blue Jackets. Okay. So yeah, yeah. so Columbus is always a special feel for me Excellent. as well. So a few few arenas to me that are extra special. And then, of course, I mean, Montreal, when you're in that arena, it's just it's just different. It's it's like on a Wrigley Field. It basically. is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it's it's the Church of Hockey for a reason, and yeah. and so it's very. That's another really special arena. Well, of course, in New York too, the Predators will be. A, it's a back to back. I believe yes. a couple weeks against the uh, the Rangers and the Islanders. I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to get up there. Get, you get should. Well, I yeah. mean, it'd be great. You could just stay in the same hotel. You that's wouldn't right. even need to move. That's it right. It'd be awesome. Yes. yes. I think that's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, well, we, we appreciate kind of all this time and and filling in for Mark here and talking with us and. Uh, kind of get you out on this. Of course, Roman Yossi uh, signing the, the long contract, kind yeah. of being the face of this team. Uh, I almost think that he and Pecorino are on a race to see who can get their numbers retired first <laughs> in, in Bridgestone Arena. Who's going to be, is it going to be 35 first uh, or 59? But uh, we talk about the brand of the Nashville Predators and, and the atmosphere, but uh, it seems to me like between those two guys, there's no better representation of, of what David Poyle has built and what this franchise has become than, than 35 and 59. And uh, I don't think Preds fans should take that for granted, that, that right. you've got the two staples and the cornerstones probably of this franchise of all time yeah. playing here at the same time. And, and how cool is that, that uh, they're chasing together to get that first ring and, and hang those first banners? Yeah, well. they really are. Those are two very, very special players on and off the ice. I really I can't say enough about both of them as far as the people they are. Sure. I mean, of course, that you can look at stats and you can look at them on the ice and see how fantastic they are, but off the ice, they're just so amazing. They're respectful. They're they're kind. They're giving. You you can see how, how they've both given back to, to their charitable contributions and, and they're just, they're so real and they're so genuine. Um, both of them. And, you know, Roman Yossi, when he signed that contract, when I was interviewing him, one of the first things he said is, you know, this is where I want to be. I met my wife here. This is my, my family. Nashville has become my family. And yep. so, and you know, he really means it. He's not just saying that to say it. And so, um, and then of course, Pecorino has been here forever and, and he, you hear him talk about the city and you can tell he feels the exact same way. Both of these guys truly love Nashville and that not only do they want to win a cup, they want to win a cup for Nashville. They yep. want to bring it home and then be able to come to music city and, and show that cup off and, and be wearing that ring for the first time here in Nashville. They definitely don't want to go anywhere else. And, um, they're truly happy to be here and represent Nashville. 
this amazing organization. So I'm very lucky to have worked with them as as long as I have because they've always been so amazing to me as far as interviews go. Anything you need, sure, Lindsay, no problem. Yeah. Um, they're just really great guys to work on. And I, I know a lot of girls in the league who necessarily don't always get that kind of respect and as far as, as doing the job that we do. And I'm very lucky to say that we've got a fantastic team that is led by those two. Well, I was going to say, too, it seems like hockey players are one of the hardest groups of players to get to open up yes. and, and tell stories. Yeah. Everything is, hey, we got to get pucks in the net. You know, we got yeah. you know, <laughs> to you know, it's, it's a lot of just kind of the the simple hockey mentality. It's what you get in Montreal, as you mentioned as well. But, uh, you know, that, that's got to be tough to get some of these hardened, you know, veteran guys to open up and kind of tell a story to you. It is. Yeah, it took a couple years to get some of the guys to open up sure. and kind of trust me <laughs> and know that I'm, I'm not here to throw you under the bus. I'm here to make you look good. Yeah. And and but um, I, I can I can say this group really. I've been here, this will be my sixth year, which sounds crazy to say, but yeah. I remember even in my, my early years that w- when Roman was young and, and, you know, he's still very shy and yeah. now it, it's been fun to watch him grow uh-huh. into even the interview and just looking at that in particular, because now he's so great and he knows he's the captain. He's going to, he has to wear it. He can't, yeah. yeah, he's, he's got to give a good interview, whether it's a, a you know, a, a bad game, a good game. He, he's there to take responsibility and he's been fantastic about that. But no, this group has really opened their arms to me as far as, as as welcoming me in and and being respectful to me i've never once ever felt disrespected or anything with these guys if anything it's the exact opposite they're they're you know overly nice and overly willing to help and um which you don't always get and like you said it's it's hard to get hockey players to open up but i've been very fortunate with the group that we've had even starting six years ago to to the group we have today yeah Uh, are peck and uc as much father and son like they seem (laughs) away from the ice yeah, I would say, yeah, they definitely either that or you it's could incredible. say big brother, little brother. Okay. But but okay. definitely there's definitely that special relationship that they have. And I think <laughs> that that has been part of the reason why UC has progressed so fantastically sure. is, yeah. is because he's had Pekka to look up to. And, and Pekka has been awesome about taking him under his wing. And, and, you know, hopefully UC being the future starter of the Nashville Predators. And I mean, it's hard to even say that word starter because UC is so good. It's almost like one A, one B kind of thing. And um, even though Pekka has had the strongest start to season of his career, um, which has been which is astounding to me to be 37 years old and, you know, already have a Vezina. And now you're having the best start of of the season that you ever had. So that's just speaks volumes about him. And I'm I know how grateful UC is to be playing behind him and and have him to look up to and to learn from. Lizzie, this has been great. Thank we we you. appreciate the time. Uh, welcome back once again. Thank we'll we'll you. let you go so you can reintroduce yourself to your dog uh, <laughs> I and, and it. to where you, uh, where you live here. But uh, uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So thanks again to Lindsay Rally for being my guest on this week's show. Thought she had a lot of really good things to say about, about this team, uh, about the way they're made up inside the locker room. Uh, this continues to be a, a really interesting dynamic inside the locker room for Peter Laviolette and David Poyle. Uh, and I don't think you can take lightly the culture that they have built in such a short amount of time to go from playoff uh, participant to contender uh, in a short amount of time. We'll get Mark Howard's thoughts and all that when he's back with us next week. Predators are back at home On Saturday, after an 11-game road trip, Nashville is back inside Bridgestone Arena. It's a 7 o'clock puck drop against those Chicago Blackhawks. We'll discuss that one 
on next week's show. Looking to probably record on Wednesday next week. Uh, the Predators will get some Central Division opponents inside their building. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets are in town next Tuesday. Uh, then the Canucks will preview that one a week from today as we record this here on a Thursday afternoon. Well, you know the platforms we're on. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Head to 1045thezone.com as well. You can find all the latest info on the Nashville Predators and this podcast right there, the Smashcast. We want you to subscribe uh, and give us a good rating as well. Let, you know what you, let us know what you thought uh, of our interview here today. But until next time, we'll talk to you next week. Predators back at home on Saturday. We'll talk to you soon on the Smashcast.